Welcome to the online broadcast for New Mercy Baptist Church. The vision of New Mercy Baptist is to be a body of believers in Jesus Christ that demonstrates the redemptive power of God's love by manifesting the principles of the kingdom of God that will affect individuals, families, and the community. Our mission is to go out in the power of Jesus Christ and seek the lost, disciple the found, and teach how to apply God's word to everyday life. I want to encourage you to grab your Bible, grab your pen and paper so that you can take the notes you need to apply God's word to your everyday life. It is our prayer that through the message today, you receive the full measure of God's blessings for you. Be blessed and enjoy. Good afternoon, New Mercy. This is Pastor Barrow. I'm so glad the pastor has invited me over to come and share a word with you today. I'm so excited to be here with you today, so I want to take the opportunity to take my time and hopefully give you a word of encouragement. So let us go into prayer at this time. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for what you're doing and what you're about to do. Allow your word to resonate in our hearts, our souls, and our minds. Allow it to be performed miracles in the hearts and minds of your people. Give them hope today, peace today, joy today, victory today. We love you. We praise you for all that you're doing and all that you're about to do. Now comfort my brothers and my sisters in the midst of their problems, in the midst of their pain, that they may know that there's a Savior who's able to pull them out of the decadence of their past and bring them to the magnificence of your throne, that they may see the wonders and glory of God. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. In today's message, I want to go into the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 24 and 25. It's a familiar text, and Paul says something that I think is worth hearing in what's going on in society today. That's Romans chapter 8, verse 24 and 25. And it reads like this out of the King James Version. It says, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what is a man that seeth? Why do he yet hope for? But if we hope for that which we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Paul goes on and he says to, this, he says to this, this audience in Rome, he says, why are you hoping for things that you, you, you see? He says, the essence of our faith is the very hope for the things that we do not see. It is understanding that the Bible says in, in the book of Hebrews, in chapter 11, it says, like it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The foundation of our faith is hoping for the for the miraculous. The, the foundation of our faith is hoping for the things that we cannot see because we have faith to believe that whatever it is that God has placed on our hearts to desire for the Bible lets us understand that we can achieve it. We can obtain it, but we have to have a will of hoping for it. That's why I'm reminded what Abraham did. The Bible says at that old age, he hoped against hope. He had he realized that I'm hoping for the things that I do not yet possess. And there are some of you right now in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this challenge, in the midst of everything going on. You're hoping for God to bring a turnaround in your life. You're hoping for God to do something miraculous in your finances. You're hoping for God to do a turnaround in your health, in your marriage or even with your children or even on your job. We're hoping for this pandemic to come to an end. The Bible says, keep on hoping. Don't let your hope fade away, but maintain your hope. Understand that your God loves you so much and he wants you to understand that there's power in the very essence of what's living and abiding in you. Your spirit man is jumping for joy because he understands today. Today, we're going to hope for the miraculous. Today, we're going to hope for the very things that we desire the most. 
whatever it may be, whatever your desires may be. The enemy has you fooled thinking that it'll never come to pass. The enemy has you fooled because you're going to see death and loss and all manners of things in the midst of this pandemic over the last year. But God says, keep on hoping. Keep on hoping and believing that God is going to do a new thing in your life. Keep on hoping and understand that your father loves you so much. He just wants the very best for you. And he says you have the tools that you need to be the head and not the tail, to be above and never beneath. Keep on hoping. We need to maintain our hope no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're facing. I love it because when I begin to look at the essence of the word and it says it like this in Jeremiah 17, it says when Jeremiah said this wonderful thing, he says, I want you to understand this. He says we have to learn how to endure our days. But more importantly, we got to learn how to hope in God because that's where our joy is. That's where our deliverance is. We have to hope in God no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're facing, even with tears in our eyes. He says, keep on hoping. Keep on believing. Keep on trusting in God and never in man nor yourself. There's a wonderful scripture in the book of Isaiah says, put no, no faith in anything that breathes through his nostrils. You can go ahead and take a deep breath right now. In other words, God says, don't put your trust in you. Don't put your trust in your friends, in your parents. Don't put your trust in anything that's walking around on this earth. He says, put your trust in a loving God who is a spirit who sits up high but looks down low. Keep on hoping that God's word is going to manifest in your life today and not tomorrow. Keep on hoping that God is going to do a miracle in your life and you're about to be healed right now. Keep on hoping that the Holy Spirit is going to guide you into the truth that God says, I have just registered and restored it just for you. What eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Keep on hoping for a better day starting today. We have to maintain our hope. Because in spite of everything else, in spite of the disappointments, in spite of the loss, in spite of the doors being shut up in our faces, God says, keep on hoping. Don't stagger at the promise of God through unbelief, but be strong in your faith by maintaining your hope. My grandmother, as I said, oftentimes never got beyond a third grade education. She had 10 kids, five boys, five, five girls and one greedy grandson, her oldest. But what I saw in this great woman of God was a, a, an unshakable hope for the impossible. What I saw in this woman who didn't have anything, not even an associate's degree or master's degree, but she had a third grade education. But there was never a lack in her home. There was never a child that she, she could not take care of. There was never a neighbor that she did not go out our way to make sure that they had food on their table. There was never a day that she did not praise God for all that God has done. I could say that my, my grandfather was there. I could say that my uncle stepped up, but no, it was God and it was her faith, her unshakable faith in a God that she never saw with her eyes, but yet she believed in her heart. She maintained her hope. The God would take this crazy grandson and do something special with him. Even when I was going the wrong way, she had hope in God that sometime soon, that in the midst of it, while she was still living, she'll begin to see the wonders of God through her grandson. And I remember the first sermon I've ever preached at a church down south. And she was there in the front row praising God for the miracle that he had performed through her grandson. I tell you, some of you and some of us right now are hoping for God to do a miracle, not only in our children, but on our job. Keep on hoping. 
Keep on believing God no matter what this pandemic brings our way. Keep on hoping no matter what the doctor's report may say. Keep on hoping no matter what the bank is trying to say. Keep on hoping no matter what type of letter or person knocks on your door. Keep on hoping and believing God is going to do the thing that God has already promised you. Keep on hoping because God loves us too much. He's looking over us right now. And we have to learn how to endure our days of suffering as good soldiers. That's what Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. He says, there's some things as a believer that we have to endure our days in suffering. There's some things that God would deliver us, but there's some things that God would allow us to go through. And he says, I want you to understand this. There's some days you're going to have to suffer. Some days you're going to have to shed some tears. Some days are going to be tough. Some days are going to be rough. Some days are going to be unimaginable. But God says, I need you to be a good soldier. I need you to maintain your faith. I need you to maintain and keep on hoping no matter what you're going through, no matter what the day has brought your way. Keep on hoping. Keep on believing God. Keep on walking in the essence of God's best for your life. Well, Pastor, I don't know about you, but I'm going through some things. Pastor, I don't know. How, how can you keep on say keep on hoping when I'm losing everything that I worked so hard for? How can you tell me that easily? Because all of us, the Bible says it's not it's common to all of us to go through something. There's no man in the island in the kingdom of God who is not going through something, who has not shed tears, who has not felt heartbreak or loss. But the Bible says, I need you to endure as a good soldier because this suffering that you're going through will pass. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse 17 and 18 says it like this. For these light afflictions are but for a moment. They work for a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory for the things that we see are temporary. What we're going through is temporary. If we can just endure as a good soldier, if we can just take the suffering that the, the day is bringing in our lives and keep on hoping. If we could just understand that God is not trying to destroy us, but he's trying to make us better than what we were the day before. And there are some days where it seems like we're suffering more than others because we are believers. And there's a target on our heart because the enemy is trying to steal, kill and destroy it. But God says, I need you to keep on hoping, even though the devil wishes to destroy you, even though the enemy is after your family, after your finances, even though it seems that everybody has abandoned you. you the Bible says, I need you to keep on hoping, maintain your faith in God and to understand that no matter what goes your way, God is going to bring it to pass. I've reminded because in the midst of everything else, the, the true answers to the, get the very thing that you're hoping for is that first you have to be able to keep, keep your focus on God. In Colossians chapter three, verse two, it says it like this. It says, set your affections on the things above and not on the things on the earth. In other words, Paul says, stop putting your focus on the things that you're going through. But put your focus and trust on God. God cannot be disturbed. God can never get his eyes off you. God would never allow any distractions. And so many of us are being distracted by what we're going through, by the pain that we're feeling on the inside, by, by breakups and disappointments. God said, he says, I need you to keep your focus on me. Every now and then you have to have a praise break. 
to praise God in spite of what you're going through. Every now and then while you're driving in your car, praise the Lord. Every now and then while you're going to a job that you know that they really don't like you, praise the Lord. In the, every now and then while you're trying to gather your senses, you got to have a praise break. Praise the Lord. Every now and then you ought to just simply say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord. I don't have everything, but I can thank you right now. I, I don't have the, the amount of food. I don't have enough money in my bank, but I'm going to praise you right now. Every now and then, you just got to praise God so that you can keep your focus on God and not your situation. Psalms 42 and 11 says it like this. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my contents and of my God. The psalmist says it like this. He says, my hope lies in God. And because of that, yet will I praise him. If your hope lies in God, go ahead and praise God in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your misery, in the midst of your loss. If your hope lies in God, go ahead and begin, give him some glory right now. If your hope lies in God, let him know that you appreciate everything that he's doing because he's holding you in the palms of his reassuring hands. If your hope lies in God, who is the author and finisher of your faith, go ahead and let God, Lord, I thank you right now for everything that you're doing, everything that you're about to do. I thank you right now. Oh, God, I don't have the right job right now. I'm still in unemployment, but I thank you right now that I have a peace in my mind and joy in my heart. I don't have the right wife right now. I'm looking for this woman and that, and, and yet I'm waiting for you to bring me my boo, but I thank you for the joy in the midst I can search until you bring her my way. I don't have the big fancy cars or the house right now, but I thank you for the apartment that I do have. I, I don't have the best of health right now, but I'm call those things as though they be not as though they were, but I thank you that I'm able to stand on my feet and praise your name. I, I don't have everything like everybody else, but yet can I praise your name? Keep your focus on God. If you're gonna maintain your hope, you have to learn how to keep your focus on God. You can't allow troubles and to distract you. You can't allow the enemy to have you believe that it's not going to get better. It is getting better. Pardon my English. It is getting better. Your day is about to turn around right now because you go, you're praising God and you're keeping your focus on God. Your situation is getting better because you have strength in your, in your bones and, and joy in your heart. Your day is getting better right now because you rather praise God than get caught up in the distractions. Your day is getting better because your focus now is on God and not what you're going through. You want to make sure that in the midst of everything that you're doing, keep your focus on God. Don't, don't, don't focus on what it is that you're going through. Whatever it is, get your focus off that. The enemy is trying to distract you. That's why the Bible says in the gospel of Luke 9, 6, he says, he says, he says, no man is fit for the kingdom he, who keeps looking back. In other words, you're not focused on the things in front of you. God says, turn back around and keep your focus on me. 
don't let the enemy have you keep looking back or looking this way or that way, wondering about what could or should or what might happen. No, 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 no. My focus is always on God in the midst of what I'm going through. And I know it's hard sometimes. I know that it's not easy sometimes. But God says, just keep your focus on me. When you're weak, I'm strong. When you're confused, I give you peace. When you're unsure, my spirit will guide you to all truth. But you got to keep your focus on God. Why? Because Nehemiah says it like this in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. He says, our joy is always in God. When our focus is on God, there's a joy that is unshakable in us. There's a joy in us, even in the midst of our pain. There's a joy in us, even though we're going through things. There's a joy in us, even though we said our goodbyes, because our focus, when it's on focus on God, the Bible says the joy of the Lord will be your strength. We all need some strength every now and then. Not necessarily physical strength, but spiritual strength to help us make it through the day to help us make it through the night, to help us make it through the pain, to help us make it through the loss. We all need joy. And God says your joy can be found in me when your focus is on me and not your situation. Secondly, if you're going to keep your hope, you got to learn how to keep your keep hope in God's word. I like what Paul says in, in Romans 5 and 5. He says, don't you understand? He says, when your hope is in God, that type of hope will never make you ashamed. When you keep your hope in God, you got to realize that God's word will never make you ashamed. You got to realize that in the midst of everything that God has ever promised you, his word would never return to him void nor to those who use his word. You have to keep your hope in God's word. God's word is the essence of everything that we will ever need on this side of, of, of glory. That's why he says, he says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will always remain. In other words, he says, if you got hope in my word, I guarantee you it will come to pass. The Bible says it like this in the book of Isaiah. It says God watches over his word to make sure it performs what he sent it out to do. You can have confidence that God, whatever he has said or whatever he has spoken, if he said that you're healed by his stripes, his word will never come back void. It is done. It is the truth. But you have to have confidence in his word. I said earlier because Abraham, the Bible said that he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. You don't have the time to start staggering in unbelief in what God has promised you. You don't have time to, to just misstep and say, oh, God, I, I don't know if you're going to do this. No, if his word said it, it will come to pass in your life. You have to have confidence that God's word will manifest. Uh, I, I need you to see this. I need you to believe this. I need you to grab a hold of this. Because in the midst of it all, as he said in the book of Jeremiah, it says the Bible says not only does he watches over his word to make sure it performs what it was us. But in the book of Isaiah, it says it like this in, in verse uh, 50, chapter 55, verse 11, it says this. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing wherethrough I sent it. 
There's a word that God is sending to your house right now. There's a word that God is sending to your health right now. There's a word that God is sending to your situation right now. And the Bible says it shall prosper to whatever he has sent it to. Will you have faith to believe that? Will you have faith in the word of God to know that his word is about to prosper in your situation? It's about to prosper no matter what you're going through, because the Bible says his word would never return to him void. But he watches over it. In other words, he's making sure that no devil, no demon, no imp, no principality, no witch, no warlock will ever hinder his word from prospering for you who believe it. Have faith in God's word. His word would never come back void. His word is all that we need at the end of the day. And all you got to do is just have faith in God's word and trust that it will come as he has promised. That's why the Bible says, let patience have a perfect work in you, that the man or woman of God will be wanting for nothing. Have patience that the word of God is manifesting in your life. Keep your hope in God's word. But firstly, as we said, if, if you're going to maintain your hope, with the first thing we said, all, we said this, we said, first, you have to keep your focus on God. And secondly, we said you have to keep hope in, ha keep having hope in God's word. But thirdly, you have to keep fighting the good fight of faith. That's what Paul said in First Timothy chapter six, verse 12. He says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of the eternal life whereunto thou art also called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. We are called into the arm of God to fight the good fight of faith. Not the bad fight, but the good fight. And the good fight simply means that we're going to maintain our hope. That's why the Bible says, he says, there's three important elements that every believer needs to begin to master. He says, he says, however, he said, the great of these is love. He says, faith, hope and love. The essence of what makes us who we are is faith, hope and love. And even though love is the great of all three, but the Bible says you still need faith, you need hope and you need love. Because love is the thing that fuels our faith and faith can only work. When it has a goal in mind, which is hope. Faith fuels our, love fuels our faith and faith is the engine that drives us to what we're hoping for. And if you're ever going to get there, you got to maintain it. You got to believe without a shadow of a doubt. Today, I'm fighting this devil. Today, I'm fighting for a turnaround. Today, I see my opportunity. Today is going to be a great day. Today, I understand that I don't have to give up. I don't have to quit because the Bible says you can't receive anything if you quit. That's why he says, faint not. But keep on fighting. Keep on waking up, glorifying God. Keep on believing that the word of God is going to manifest in your life. Keep on believing that God has not abandoned you. He's there with you. He, he will never forsake you, but he's walking with you right now. You can't afford to quit right now. You can't afford to give up right now. You can't afford to be doubting right now. You got to make sure that you have an anchor in hope. That's what the Bible says in the book of Hebrews. It says, it says hope should be like an anchor in us in the midst of the storms that we're facing. We're anchored in hope. No matter what we're going through, we're anchored in hope. No matter how many times we're trying to be pushed one way or that way, we're anchored in hope. Have that faith. 
Be anchored in hope. Believe in your God. Keep your focus on God and keep having confidence in his word. But be willing to fight the good fight of faith. Because there's an enemy out there who wants to rob us of everything that God is trying to give unto us. There's an enemy out there who's trying to rob us of our joy, rob us of our opportunity. But you have to keep your hope in God by fighting the good fight of faith. I hear your thoughts. I know you have good reason because this year was a tough year. You lost someone that you love, but God says, keep on fighting. I know that you've had that job for over 10 years or, or more. And yet in the midst of it all, you got a pink slip because of the pandemic. But you got to keep on fighting. I know that you've done everything possible to raise that son of yours the right way. And yet he made the wrong decision. But you got to keep on fighting. I know that you've shed tears. You buried loved ones and you said goodbye to some friends. But you got to keep on fighting. Don't give up right now. That's the essence of what hope is all about. That's why Paul says, why hope for the things that you see? But hope for that which you see not, then with patience, wait for it. Keep your hope by maintaining it, by keeping your focus on God. Keeping confidence in his word and be willing to fight the good fight of faith. I want you to know that your God loves you so much. And there comes a season when we shall come back in the presence of fellowship and have a glorious time once again. And we shall praise God like never before. But don't wait till the doors of the church are open for us to come for you to praise God. Don't wait for your tomorrows when God says you can praise me today. Don't wait for a turnaround because the turnaround is right now if you're just willing Keep your focus on God. Keep on having confidence in his word and keep willing to fight the good fight of faith. Your hope will manifest. I guarantee you. Why? Because the Bible says his word will never return to him void. His word says that whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh even our faith. His word says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8, it says, We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. In other words, God says, keep on hoping. No matter how many times you've been perplexed. No matter how many times that the enemy has tried to destroy you, no matter how many times people have turned their back, the Bible says, but yet you're still around. You're not destroyed. You're not dead. You're not forsaken. God says, I still have you in the palms of my reassuring hands and no devil can snatch you out of my hands. I need you to come back today. I need you to put your faith back in God today. I need you to put your faith at work by maintaining your hope, by keeping your focus on God and not your situation, by having confidence in God's word and not in no man, by fighting the good fight of faith because God has a reward for you. Maintain your hope today. Understand that your father loves you so much. And what he's going to do, he's going to do an exceeding, (laughs) 
wonderful thing through you, that you will be a blessing to others. And my prayer is always that the love of God will shine brighter and brighter in the depths of your soul as you go forth, trusting, believing, and hoping in God's word. Let us pray. Father, we thank you once again for what you're doing today. Allow your word to resonate in the depths of our hearts, our souls, and our mind. To that soul that was contemplating giving up today, I pray their strength right now. I pray their joy right now. I pray their peace right now. To that mother who is contemplating, oh, Father, abandonment. Father, give her strength to understand that she's never by herself. To that child that is doing the wrong thing, bring her back in home like the prodigal son. To that daughter who's going the wrong way, Father, I speak joy and love that you will put a hedge of protection surrounding her right now. Now allow the angels to fight the good fight, oh God, for your servants right now. To fight both seen and unseen forces of darkness. Allow them to know, oh God, that you are their God and they are your sheep. That you are their shepherd and that no fox, no enemy, no wolf can snatch them out of thy presence. Remind thy people today that they need to maintain their hope in you. They need to keep their hope in you by keeping their focus on you. By keeping confidence in the word of God. By fighting the good fight of faith. And as we do this, oh God, we know that as Paul says, what we're hoping for will manifest over and over again. I love you. I praise you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I pray that the word of God has been a blessing to you. And I pray that in the midst of whatever you're going through, once again, you can come back into the hands of God and know that God is your author and your finisher. He is your shepherd, your king. But if you don't know the power of God because you have not accepted him, the doors of the church are open. And the Bible says God will celebrate if just one will receive him today. The times that we're in are desperate times, hard times, pressed on every side. But as the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, we may be perplexed and pressed, but we're never destroyed. Because as believers, we know that what's in us is greater than what we're facing. And if you're one who have not received Christ today, the doors of the church are open so that you may receive that strength, that power by way of the Holy Spirit. All I ask is that you'd be willing to confess with me and believe in the word of God that I make this presentation. And the presentation of the gospel is this simple. Believe that God sent his only begotten son as a ransom for your sins. Believe that he rose again on the third day from out of the grave. And now he sits at the right hand of God that one day soon he shall return. The Bible says if you're willing to confess and believe that you're saved instantly right now. And there's a new spiritual garment being placed on you. And the Bible says you'll never be snatched out of his hands from this day forward. If you're willing to believe that, just go ahead and say that simple prayer. Father, I open my heart right now. And I ask you to forgive me of the multitude of sins I've committed. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. No other. Now come into my heart by way of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit rest rule and abide in me from this day forward. That I may walk and live your precepts that I may keep my focus on you, that I may maintain hope in your word, that I may fight the good fight of faith. If you do that, I guarantee you right now, God is celebrating in heaven because now you are part of the kingdom believers. You're a believer. 
find a good church. Continue to tag in into this wonderful ministry under the leadership of Pastor Grady Caldwell and our First Lady Caldwell. I promise you, you'll keep growing by precept by precept with understanding of the Word of God. We love you, we praise you, and then once again, till we see you, be blessed, be safe. If you accepted Christ today, we want to welcome you to the kingdom of God. We are rejoicing with you over your decisions. Please reach out to us so that we can get some resources to you to help you on your journey. We encourage you to share this message out to your friends and family. Follow us over on Facebook. Make sure that you visit our website, newmercybaptist.org, and let us know how this message has impacted you today. If you desire to plant a seed in good ground, we invite you to give an offering at newmercybaptist.org, click on offering, or you may mail it to New Mercy Baptist Church, P.O. Box 2299, Griffin, Georgia 30224. Until next time, be blessed.